This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Star Wars, the one with the little wizard boy. Welcome to Rogue One Radio, your source for sweet jams and conversations about a galaxy far, far away. And now, from the remnants of Jetta City, it's Rogue One Radio. Are you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder? Uh-oh, I think that Steve already has a technical glitch on his end. <laughs> he's we, uh, it's funny because we were just talking about ah, that. I was going to say he's uh, practicing his, his statue. Practicing my internet glitch. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, man, got to love it. Got to love it. All right, so like I said, this is Rogue One Radio is 41. Um, Steve, and with me is the uh, second half of the host team, DJ. And joining us tonight is Adam from from a certain point of view. Adam, Welcome, that, Adam. that guy's a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> How you so, guys doing tonight? Good. How's it been going? Uh, pretty Adam? good. Pretty good. And how was your week, DJ? Uh, my week was all right. I really haven't uh, gotten up to much. Um, you know, the weekend was uh, spent doing stuff around the house, as always. It's uh, springtime here in New Mexico, uh, which is uh, practically summer for everywhere else in the country. Um, we had a few uh, days in the 90 degrees, and yeah, you know, so it's uh, starting to warm up a little bit and uh, get... Uh, Time to get some stuff done outside for uh, the wind returns and everything gets hard baked. But yeah. it's life out here on Tatooine. Adam, how was your week? I was pretty good. That that whole working outside thing is kind of what I've been up to. So I'm ready for that time of the year where. All that outside work, I can just kind of sit back and relax and enjoy it, you know? <laughs> That's what I'm looking forward to. Oh, yeah. Steve? I've uh, been doing pretty good. Uh, I, I noticed you didn't, you didn't tell us what you've been reading or, or playing or listening or anything like that. I really because you haven't. <laughs> right? Uh, it's just uh, trying to get uh, everything... Uh, you know, accomplished uh, around, and by the time you're done with that, it's just like, you know, I'm beat, I'm done. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I, I did download a new game. I have uh, really haven't got a chance to play it, but uh, one of the free games on the PlayStation Network is Days Gone. Uh, oh, and okay. That had some good reviews, so, um, you know, out here with the. Uh, slow internet it's it took about three days to actually get it downloaded uh but it 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 is now downloaded maybe this week i'll have a chance to play a little bit and see what that's all about but 
Yeah, I really haven't read much. Haven't. Uh, oh, WrestleMania was this weekend. That's what I yeah. did on uh, yeah. Saturday. Right, right, right. Well, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday was an <laughs> off night. Uh, and then Saturday and Sunday was WrestleMania. So I got to watch that. That's uh, one of my annual traditions. I don't keep up with a whole lot of uh, the wrestling stuff uh, during the week because I don't get those channels. I don't get USA or uh, whatever other channel that the wrestling's on. But it used to be sci-fi, which I don't know why, but uh, I want to say one of the moved is, is Fox doing some of that now? I think I thought Peacock ah. was doing it. Well, the Peacock has like all the pay-per-views and stuff, but I, oh, I, okay. I, I, th- I thought that at least one of those shows moved to like uh, broadcast or something, but I might be wrong. Uh, USA has the NXT and WWE, I'm uh, or uh, Raw and SmackDown. I'm not okay. sure who has AEW. Some, so, yeah, AEW is TBS. And then no, 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 um, TNT. I'm not. Yeah, TBS, and then uh, I guess they also have Impact, which is on a different night. Although they kind of cross over, uh, it gets confusing. But yeah, I'll uh, I'll keep up with the highlights, and then uh, I'll watch the okay, pay so- I just looked it up, and it looks like Raw is USA, and NXT is USA, and then SmackDown is on Fox on Friday nights. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, and Thursdays is main event on Hulu. I, I haven't watched the WWE in so long. I kind of wandered off and, and went into the AEW world. Um, yeah, I've been wanting to get back into AEW. Um, yeah. I don't I don't have TNT right now. That's the issue with that. But Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I watched, kind of bouncing off what DJ said this this past weekend, was uh, the Broken Skull Sessions on Peacock with uh, that's a Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast. Oh, he yeah. had, uh, had Chris Jericho on, and uh, which was a really good. It's a two hour conversation, but man, it's a <laughs> it's a good conversation. So if you're at all interested in that, he um, talks about his career. He talks about you know moving from WCW to WWFE, whatever. Um, and then he talks about the whole, you know, new Japan pro wrestling and then moving to AEW. So it's, it's a really cool conversation. So check that out. Yeah. And he's a cool guy. Um, he always takes yeah. time for the yeah. fans. Yeah. Uh, I met him once, uh, him and Dean Malenko were in a restaurant in Providence and, uh, you know, I just, I, I walked by and kind of looked and. He looked at me and, uh, and I just kind of like it was magic. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's like, uh, he's like, you watch wrestling? I'm like, yeah, I know who you are. And he's like, well, you want an autograph? I'm like, that'd be great. I didn't want to interrupt or anything. He's like, yeah, he's like come on over. And uh, yeah, it was it, it was pretty cool. So yeah, yeah. If you get Peacock, check out. It. It's a really good conversation. So it's it's t- totally worth every bit of two hours. So I just figured out why uh, I had that internet blip. It looks like we're about to have a storm. That's wonderful. Um, So uh, if I, if I disappear, you guys just keep talking. Uh, (laughs) Not a problem. Yeah. uh, I I did want to mention, we got some visitors in the chat. Uh, Megan is with us. Michelle from force of light is with us. Uh, And Kat is with us. And also uh, somebody from ATSW, the Escape Pod, our uh, fellow Red Five folks. So uh, thanks for joining us. Welcome. 
great to have you. And uh, so what have I been doing? Uh, oh, so last week I told you that I had started the uh, Marvel Avengers video game. Yeah. Uh, so I did finish the story. Uh, and by the way, the, the uh, it's Don from the Escape Pod. I, I haven't figured out everybody's name yet. I'm bad. I'm a horrible <laughs> person. Uh, but uh, so I finished the story to uh, to Marvel Avengers, but there's a lot of side quests and stuff you can still do and and whatnot. But uh, so I, I I did that. Um, I haven't really been watching, other than Falcon Winter Soldier, um, I haven't really watched any TV except, uh, oh, the other night I did uh, re-watch the Spawn movie from the 90s. Oh, Michael Jai White? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I rewatched that, and, uh, you know, I've seen it, I don't know how many times, but... Um, but as far as reading, uh, reading, I've been on this really huge like image comics kick. Mm. Uh, okay. I, I've been reading some of the newer, like some new stuff that came out, and it got me into this nostalgic feeling. And so I, I started reading a bunch of Spawn, and um, and then I read some uh, some Savage Dragon. So I'm, I'm kind of deep into that right now, in addition to the the new stuff uh, that I normally read from from like DC and Marvel, um, which as far as Marvel goes is, isn't really that much. I don't really read a whole lot of new new Marvel stuff, but uh, yeah, I think that's it. Cool, nice. Yeah, it's been a decent week. Good. I got my uh, man. I got my. Uh, Second dose of the uh, COVID vaccine uh, Thursday, and man, my my Friday was rough. <laughs> it was a rough one, but uh, I've heard a little bit of a mix of that. I've heard some people were just kind of achy and sore, and some people get like really, you know, thrown for a loop for a few days. Yeah, I saw so, the that they. Uh, uh, they're holding off on the Johnson and Johnson one. They don't. They don't yeah. want people to take that one right now. Uh, some uh, pretty severe side effects or something. I didn't get. It came across my feed. I didn't get a click on the article. I was trying to finish up some stuff for work, but. Um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, so. You might be able to help me out with this. We've got a listener that's trying to join the chat, and uh, can't figure out how to join the chat and i don't know how to do it either on uh, youtube uh, yeah i guess it's, I, yeah it had to be on youtube i'm trying to think the, what we have um there should be a live chat button uh, yeah, i was going to say if, in the middle i was going to say if they're on mobile they might have hit the x on the live chat you just hit the live chat button again and it should bring it back up okay well good luck with that uh john if you can figure it out if not then Maybe we'll figure it out some other time. Um, so tonight we are continuing our journey through the Skywalker saga. And we are almost two-thirds of the way done. And we are about 
to uh, we're going to be discussing Return of the Jedi, Episode Sir. Six. Yes, um, the best so, of the best. My favorite. So, so uh, <laughs> that's great. So we'll have that uh, later on in the show, of course, and uh, we do have some news to uh, go over with you. Uh, we've got another uh, visitor in the chat room. RFB is with us. Welcome. Good to see you again, as always. Uh, so we do have some news coming up. Um, and then, of course, uh, no Rogue One radio episode would be complete without music. So um, we're going to take our first musical break here. Um, and this is a, a band that... Uh, they're called, the name of the band is Lamanta. They are from Sacramento. I, I just, I discovered these guys by accident. I was listening to, hey, Nicole. Nicole just joined us in the chat. And Cam just joined us in the chat. Welcome. Um, I, I was listening to some random playlist on Spotify. And uh, I came across them. And I was trying to find out who their record label was. And, and actually, I still have not found that out. But I ended up just contacting the band directly and saying, hey, I, I really like this song uh, that I heard from you. And uh, can I play it? And they're like, oh, hell yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah. So one of the few bands whose uh, music I reached out to to see if we could play rather than somebody uh, trying to, uh, you know, reach out to me first. So it doesn't happen that often. But uh, so this is uh, La Manta. Um, it is a single that was just released this past February. Uh, so I imagine it is going to be on an album sometime. I don't know. Maybe we'll hear more from them. Uh, but the song is called Devotion. So I'm going to see if we can do this uh, without having to redo it again. Uh, so here it is, Devotion by Lamanta.
I'll shout it out. Tell me all your fears and have no doubt. If you need some privacy, I will get the hell out. Yeah. If you want your words, I have the time. And when you have the time, I got the perfect crime. If you need a dark star, you can kill my eye. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you did or say you do, no matter what it is, I will help you. All right, that was Devotion by Sacramento's La Manta. Pretty good. Yeah, I really enjoy that tune. I, uh, like I said, heard it on some random uh, playlist. Uh, John is with us. He is under the uh, name Booker Band Beta. Uh, so welcome for the first time to the chat room. And uh, good to have you. So as we were talking here in the chat, um, we don't have a top five list this week. So uh, when it comes to that portion of the show, if uh, you folks in the chat just want to uh, gather up some questions to ask us, and we'll just have uh, kind of a little, little bit of a free-for-all. Um, but news. Yeah, we got to talk about news. Um, so what? Uh, who wants to start? You want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. Start us off. Okay. So first piece of news comes from CBR.com, and it is regarding the um, Disney Plus Marvel series, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and the rumor—I don't know if you want to call it a rumor, if it's or if it's actually true. Uh, if it's from CBR, it's probably uh, pretty well uh, established. Uh, but there's going to—it says it's going to feature a major cameo uh, by a character who will be making their MCU debut. Uh, and will be played by a well-known actor. Uh, does not give any hints as to who this character is. But it's Cam. It's what now? It's Cam. Okay. We <laughs> <laughs> stumped uh, him. <laughs> that would be interesting. Um. But yeah, spe uh, speculation. Uh, anybody want to speculate on on who you think this uh, this MCU debut will be? I I have a, I have a wish list, but I I can't really say for sure uh, who it's going to be, and we won't know till Friday, I guess. Um, I would really like it to be Doctor Doom. I, I thought of that. I don't and, see it happening, though. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure. My thought uh, was it being uh, either Tom Hiddleston or... But no, 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 no. They said that this is a, an MCU debut. Right. Oh, okay. Um, so, so the... Uh, so Owen a character Wilson, we've never seen. The Owen, uh, the Owen Wilson character for Loki. 
Oh, that would be disappointing. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, I'm thinking that, that wow, that's, that's the next show to pop up. So, in order I, to kind of plug it, I would think that they would bring in. That makes sense strategically, but it doesn't really fit the show. It doesn't fit the show. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, who knows? Um, yeah. I don't know. Adam, any thoughts? Um, no, not really. I mean, I, I don't, I don't speculate on that a whole lot. Like, I also wonder if that's the same source that said that the last three episodes of WandaVision would each be an hour. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out on Friday. Yeah. Um, let's see. You want to go next, DJ? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so we have some news coming out of the Star Wars universe uh and uh this is off of uh, star wars Newsnet, and so uh you know again another fairly credible source uh and they're discussing uh andor and i guess there was some uh set pictures that were leaked and uh it was pretty cool because we got to see the uniforms uh that orson krennic uh, had on in Rogue One. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. There's no other explanation to go along with it. It's just some pictures, so I don't mind spoilers like that. It kind of is like, you know, it's a little a little tease and not, not a major spoiler. Uh, but it's cool to see those uniforms again. Uh, it's, uh, it's one of my favorite Imperial uniforms that's not like a normal, like a suit, like a TIE pilot suit or Inferno Squad. So... Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's pretty cool. Can't wait to see what they got. Uh, filming yeah. is well on its way. Um, yeah, excited. Yeah, that'll be interesting because I'm really excited for that show. Um, before I go into the next piece, I, I really got to ask about something going on in the chat room. What is a Dole Whip? Steve, Ooh. what is a Dole Whip? Dole Whip? I, Who's talking about Dole Whips? Dole Whip no, is no, a. No talking about Dole Whips. <laughs> Dole Whip is delicious. Dole Whip is a like a, a uh, I would call it more like frozen yogurt, but it's you know, made by Dole, and it's usually pineapple. Although they do have other flavors, but it's a kind of a staple in Disneyland, Disney World, and uh, it's one of those snacks that's kind of pretty popular when you visit down there. So, well, it's, I, I've never been, so I yeah, right, yeah, right. Gotcha, gotcha. They do have it other places. Some frozen yogurt places will get it. Some other places here and there. Um, but really, it's it's good stuff. It's refreshing. It's it's really good stuff. I've been trouble. She just called me Stephen. Yeah, I saw that full <laughs> name. Yeah, mm, that's that's it's, rough, uh, man. Womp womp womp. A dole whip is like eating a pineapple flavored cloud. It's just <laughs> there. You go. He, okay. <laughs> DJ is selling it better than I do. Well, it wasn't sugar free. <laughs> I will not have them. I think they have sugar free options. I, yeah, if I'm not I, mistaken. I believe they do. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe I will. Okay, so uh, next news. Um, apparently some online movie movie reviewer uh, has recently launched a campaign to get Disney to recast T'Challa uh, for the Black Panther. Um, there's not really much news involved. It just says that he's trying to, he's got this petition going and wants to recast the role. 
Um, I, I do not support that effort. No. It'll never happen. I don't. No, nah, I don't think it will either. I just, I think he's. That's, wa- I think he's those, just wasting time. That's one of those things. It doesn't matter how many petitions you get and how many signatures you get. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't want to see that role recast. No, uh, you can. I, I would much rather see it. Uh, you know, the Black Panther role be brought on to another character in another yeah. different way. Um, you know. It, you know, I wouldn't. You know, I, I don't care who they put it on. It's you know, as long as it's told a good story. But don't recast yeah. that character. Make it a new character. If they want a new Black Panther, great. Not a problem. Put it on somebody else. Make up a good story to go along with it, and I'm all in. Don't don't recast that character. Yeah, I think it would make the most sense to just give it to his sister. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, don't recast it. Um, what do you got next? So I have uh, another piece of uh, uh, set news from uh, Resistance Broadcast, uh, and they were talking about how the Kenobi series uh, are using outdoor set, the sets in uh, the stagecraft tech just like they did in The Mandalorian. So we could actually see them go in any anywhere that they want to put them. They're not just going to be based off of one spot uh, where they have to rely on physical location, they could do it however and wherever that they, uh, they want these characters to go. Um, so, you know, technology is evolving so well and they did so great with it for the Mandalorian series. Uh, I, I'm very excited to, uh, to see and revisit uh, maybe, uh, you know, certain parts of, uh, Tatooine that uh, you know that we've grown to love and maybe explore at a much higher depth rate. I think that's going to be really cool to see. I don't know, Adam. What do you think about that? Um, for me, more stagecraft the better. <laughs> right. I- I think stagecraft is pretty awesome. So uh, more that they can use that for me, I'm all for it. Uh, second season of the Mandalorian, it was like I was having a hard time being able to tell <laughs> the difference anymore, you know? Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, the amount of stuff that they can do with that without, you know, doing all the CGI and having, you know, uh, doing that, it, it, for me, it's it's a no brainer. So. Yeah, uh, it's just, man, um, they've come such a long way uh, from the original trilogy, uh, like we're talking about today. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, filming things, you know, say the the Death Star explosion in A New Hope, where, uh, you know, they're filming it from the back of a truck and running the camera along. You know, where now they don't even have to do that. They could just do it all, you know, digitally with maybe a few set pieces, and it looks absolutely seamless, and you can't tell the difference. So I mean, I mean, I mean, you're even talking like original trilogy, but I mean, they've come so far just, you know, just since the prequels. I mean, even even ten years ago, they're they're coming so far with this stuff, and the the stuff that they can do with stagecraft now, with you know. Putting actors actually, you know, within 
the space that, that they want to put them in so they're not staring mm-hmm. at you know a blank wall of color they can actually react and, and, and you know be in that environment that's priceless you know that type of stuff is it, it, it's necessary I think and, yeah you know so I mean stagecraft is only going to be used more and more going forward and um, yeah, I'm all for it yeah, it's, um, you know, even what, uh, what was it, uh, Jurassic Park, where they had, like, tennis balls on a stick, and, you know, you had to react to that, and uh, now, you know, when you, when you put it out there, they actually have something they can visualize and see, and so they know what they're supposed to be doing, but. Uh, Steve, did you have any other news? Uh, I had one last piece uh, regarding the Black Adam movie. Um, a uh, let's see. So uh, okay. So the the name of the actor is or, or actress, however you want to go, is uh, Sarah Shahi. Hopefully, I'm not butchering that. Um. She is starring in the film, and she announced that she will be playing the character uh, Adriana, uh, who um, is essentially the superhero Isis. If if you know anything about the Shazam, Black Adam uh, lore, um, she is uh, Black Adam's bride. Uh, and uh, is is a superhero in her her own right. Um, so my question on this is uh, how I wonder how big a role she is going to play in this movie, uh, or if she is going to be, you know, like maybe somebody who uh, is just shown in a flashback. Man, that's hard. That's hard to. I I don't know because we I don't know the setting and and where they're going to do it. Um, and as screwy as they are with some of their uh, timelines and uh, storytelling, uh, you never know where they're going to place it. Uh, and they could you know just say, all right, well, we want this character in there forget what was done in the past. We're going to put it right here. And, you know, and then uh, I don't know. And just monkey with the, uh, you know, with the story, however they want to see fit. But yeah. yeah. Well, um, yeah, I guess we'll find out when the, uh, when the movie, you know, finally, <laughs> finally hits. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Well, do we have any other uh, other news um, lined up? I have one last piece of news, and this comes from uh, CBR.com. Okay. And uh, they put an article out uh, speculating where the next Assassin's Creed game could be going. And if they are correct then this is uh it's going to uh, excite a lot of assassin creed fans oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah 
So they are, uh, they have put in a few Easter eggs normally in the games to kind of show where this series is going to go. Some of the Easter eggs that they've uh, put into uh, the last one that they did, which was Valhalla, uh, they put in some that kind of reference the Crusades. So we're looking roughly the, what, 10 years, uh, 1190 to 1199, almost 1200. Uh, King Richard I uh, in his first Crusades, uh, which would put it in the timeline of uh, right after the original game. So we might see yeah, a, yeah. the character of Altair, uh, which was a huge fan favorite, probably second to Ezio, uh, mm-hmm. you know, make a return. So that's going to be pretty interesting. I love the series. I have not played uh, Valhalla yet. I'm still working my way through Origins to get uh, – no, no, Odyssey, not Origins. Uh, Odyssey to try to get that 100%. Then I'll start on Valhalla. Uh, great series. Absolutely love it. Yeah, I haven't played Valhalla either, um, but if uh, if those rumors or speculations are true and we do see the uh, return of Altair, uh, I will definitely jump on that game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Adam, did you play the Assassin's Creed series? I'm not huge on Assassin's Creed. I've played them a little bit. Uh, that time period, though, itself is really interesting to me, so that would, yeah. you know, that, that, that piques my interest right there. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't really sold on it to begin with. And then, uh, oh, which one? Uh, was it the first one that was in Rome? Maybe it was uh, the, the first one. one was in the Middle East, I thought. Yeah. And then I, I, I think I, I thought at the tail end it went there. It must have been the second one uh, that they went to, uh, to Rome. And uh, I was looking at the map, and the map was huge. And I'm like, wow, I wonder how this compares to the actual map. And uh, so I printed out a map and put it over my TV, and everything lined up exactly where it was supposed to. And with it being so historically accurate and as big of a history fan as I am, uh, that really got got me into it. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Very nice. All right. So that's it for news. Um, We will be discussing our uh, Return of the Jedi. Like I said, coming back to our Skywalker Saga retrospective series. Uh, Hitting up Return of the Jedi this time. And uh, before that, uh, we are going to take another music break. Uh, before we jump into that, though, I did want to let you know uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rogue Number One Radio. Um, and uh, if you are watching us on YouTube, be sure to subscribe and squash that like button for us. So, this next song um, it is from a band out of Petaluma, California called Tsunami Bomb. Um, this is a little bit older than the song we played prior to, uh, to this, uh, it's from 2019. It is from their 2019 album, the spine 
that binds. Uh, and the song is called Lullaby for the End of the World. So enjoy this one. for the end of the world by tsunami bomb that reminds me i don't know this the name i guess of the band reminds me of uh uh we were at a uh, hibachi place and uh the table across from us ordered some sake bombs and, <laughs> uh, my kids had never seen that uh, uh that ritual happen <laughs> and ritual. uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just the way that they dropped the uh, the shot of sake, and you know, it it, it was pretty entertaining. So yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, so in the in the chat, they're talking about uh, people that are old, uh, and, uh, and and Nicole uh, corrected it uh, and said, no, no, we're not old. We're vintage levels experience so so our our experience level is is really good 
I'll just go ahead and admit I'm old. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> right. <man. laughs> hey, I've earned these years. Yes. Well, you've leveled up. Uh, many times. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we are going to be talking about Return of the Jedi. Uh, so to kick things off, uh, DJ is going to do a little um, opening crawl for us. All right. Luke Skywalker has returned to his home planet of Tatooine in an attempt to rescue his friend Han Solo from the clutches of the vile gangster Jabba the Hutt. Little does Luke know that the Galactic Empire has secretly begun construction on a new armored space station even more powerful than the first dreaded Death Star. When completed, this ultimate weapon will spell certain doom for the small band of rebels struggling to restore freedom to the galaxy. <laughs> so, opening crawl to Return of the Jedi, episode 6, 1983. Uh, did either one of you see this originally in the theater? Uh, yes. Okay, yeah, so did I. Wasn't born yet. <laughs> okay. 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 So, okay. So we we are two, old. Two, two more years. <laughs> two more years. <laughs> we are old, and Adam is not. I do remember um, uh, standing in line at the theater waiting to go in and see this one. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, you know what? Uh, one of the things I remember most about this movie isn't even the movie itself; it's the toys that uh came out for this movie uh some of the toys were like were so cool they had we had the the entire jab of the hut uh sequence you could get in toys uh he had the the ewok adventure set with the mm -hmm. with the in or the indoor adventure set and uh yeah yeah as as uh megan calls them the cute deadly teddy bears murder bears <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, so, as I have mentioned on the show, and you know, my, my wife actually does not like Star Wars, but uh, she does like the Ewoks. And uh, she thinks that the Ewoks are the only good thing about uh, Star Wars. Um, so much that she, uh, she actually owns both of the Ewok movies. Uh, and we were talking about Star Wars the other day, and I mentioned to her that those two movies are, are now on Disney Plus. Um, yeah, and then, then of course she had to say, "Well, I own both of them." I'm like, "Yeah, but now you don't have to put them in the DVD player." <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, and that's the toys and the merchandising uh, as as well uh, for it, uh, the commercials uh, and just everything for. Uh, Return of the Jedi was huge. Um, I was still caught up with uh, the Empire Strikes Back toys. Uh, I had uh, all those play sets. And then uh, the Sears uh, down the street from the house carried all the figures. And uh, I managed to procure uh, many upon many upon many of the uh, uh, sets of them because mm -hmm. I would blow them up. 
and <laughs> have, have huge battles and recreate scenes and yeah. Uh, so Sid from Toy Story. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. And yes. loved every yes. minute of it. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, it, uh, you gotta it, take care of your toys, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I figured it, it took about four of the star Wars, uh, figures to take out one of the He-Man figures. Cause they were a little bit larger. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, and then uh, normally an M60 strapped to the back of the He-Man figure would take care of that. And, uh, you know, um, <laughs> back in a time when fireworks were not illegal and any kid with uh, with a buck or two could go down to the store and buy them. But, yeah, uh, I, I had so much fun with it. I remember I went with my mom the first time uh, and then one of my good friends went uh, for uh, the second time. I talked about it so much uh, that my uncle took me to go see it a third time. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I, when I, and man, uh, I wasn't that old. I was uh, nine when it came out. So, uh, but I remember, I remember seeing it, you know, a handful of times. Uh, and then of course, get, when you get older and when they re-released the special editions in 97, and I was going through uh, my cancer treatments and I would go to the theater and I'd watch it once, maybe twice a week uh, and go see all three of them as long as they were in the theaters. Uh, so, yeah, it uh, for that alone, uh, I uh, it, it holds a special place. And then I'm sure we'll get into the other reasons why here in a little while. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so. Uh... Do we want to start with everybody's kind of overall impression of the film? Um, sure, Adam. You want to start us off? Yeah, go ahead, Adam. It's my favorite Star Wars film to date, still. Um, so I loved it. It's actually my earliest memory of watching Star Wars, which is weird because I know that I watched, you know, I, I know I watched them in order on VHS, and my dad was getting them for me from the, you know, video rental store back in the day. <laughs> um, and so I know I watched them in order, but my earliest memory of watching in Star Wars is actually like the, you know, the, the job of the hut scene, you know, the palace scene, Luke actually, you know, in the Jedi robes. And that must've made an impression on me because that's what I remember to, you know, to this day, that's my first Star Wars memory. So, um, it's, uh, it, it's gotten a pretty important place for me in, you know, my Star Wars, my personal Star Wars history. So, uh, but I, I love this movie. Nice. Yeah. Steve? Um, well, I'm trying to figure out where my ranking uh, of this one is. Adam just said it's his favorite. Um, as far as the Skywalker series goes, um, I'm probably going to disappoint you here, Adam, but uh, it's actually it's okay. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> my my wrong opinion is, is that it's is it's actually number five uh, in the Skywalker saga. Um, Empire being number one uh, of the Skywalker saga, outside you know as a complete unit of Star Wars films, of course, Rogue One Radio. Uh, 
uh, being the name of the show. Uh, the reason being Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie. Um, but, uh, yeah, Return of the Jedi uh, was not my earliest memory. Uh, that my, my earliest memory really was Empire Strikes Back. Um, but uh, I do have fond memories of Return of the Jedi, uh, being in the theater, watching it with... Uh, because uh, when we talked about The Empire Strikes Back, uh, I mentioned that I essentially watched that movie by myself as a seven-year-old, uh, which I, I don't think I was seven, actually. Um, uh, let me do the math here. Um, or, you know, let my calculator do the math. Uh, I was... Uh, I was eight. I was close. Uh, so, yeah, as an eight-year-old, I'm sitting in the theater by myself because my sister was supposed to be with me. Um but uh, but with this one, uh, it was the entire family uh, went out to see this one. Um, I don't particularly remember any of the family actually liking Star Wars other than myself, so I don't know why they went. But uh, but yeah, we were we were all in the theater together, and uh, um, I remember uh, I remember really enjoying it when I saw it. And I remember enjoying it even more when the special editions came out, because um, it, it was it was actually, you know, I, I have to admit that I didn't really care for the special edition of uh, A New Hope, uh, just for certain things that they added to it that I I wasn't fond of. Um, but with Return of the Jedi, it seemed like it was more. Uh, aesthetic changes than anything else uh, rather than, you know, putting in new stuff in there. But, uh, but I remember that the special edition to this one in particular, there was some really good uh, uh, aesthetic uh, additions to it or, or updates to it that I really enjoyed. Um, but most of all for this movie, it was the toys. I just remember the toys there were, there were so many cool toys to play with that this uh, movie brought us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, to me, it's uh, it's my favorite movie, uh, like Adam. Uh, you know, uh, it was, uh, it, it had everything that I was looking for in, um, in Star Wars. It had uh, my favorite characters in it. Uh, it had uh, some other characters that were introduced uh, briefly in Empire that I really wanted to see more of. Uh, so we got to see more Lando, we got to see the Emperor. Um, you know, it, yeah, it was uh, it, it, it was special. Um, at, at a time where I was uh, being a uh, mischievous little punk that uh, <laughs> ran out ran around in the streets and didn't really have uh much going for him at the time uh and uh one of my last things of as uh, a kid in being around my mom was her taking me to go see it and then just a couple months later i left her and moved to a different state and uh didn't get to see her for 
Oh man, um, almost 12 years. Um, didn't talk to her or anything. Uh, so uh, yeah, it, it does hold that special place. Um, and we were able to bond back over that again uh, later in life when I was an adult and uh, you know, got to watch the, all the movies again. And uh, so that was, that was pretty cool. Um, but uh, yeah, and then of course the uh, special editions came out uh, and I liked most everything uh, aside from one song. Uh, I could really could have done without, you know, Jedi rock, but that's all right. You know, uh, he, he did what he did and, uh, I'm happy with it. So, but yeah, yeah, that's overall impressions. Very cool. Um, so what, uh, what do we talk about next? It's been a while since we've done one of these <laughs> retrospectives. Uh, normally we talk about the characters. So okay. Okay. Some okay. characters out there, uh, see how they've uh, matured or uh, regressed from uh, some of the other films, and uh, and go from there. Um, you know, we got uh, in Empire. We had the uh, you know the love cut short of uh, Leia and Han. Uh, when he was encased in carbonite and you know that leads off the film is uh, with them rescuing him um, we get to see Luke as a uh, you know fledgling Jedi uh, we get uh, more explanation of uh, who the cloaked figure was that we saw briefly in Empire uh, more Darth Vader which is uh, always cool and you know maybe get more of an explanation uh, explanation on you know what did he mean you know at the end of empire that you know you know hey i'm your father and you know it left us all kind of like speechless and you know maybe we'll get some of that uh you know out of this movie so it was pretty cool and then we have a lot of other uh characters in there that uh, uh that have also made uh impacts uh as well so i don't know where you want to start as far as characters but uh, you know, we, there's a lot of them there to, uh, to talk about. Well, why don't we, uh, first talk about the greatest character in the entire movie. Um, and, uh, let me, let me just pull up a picture of him for you. Well, you said greatest character of, you know, and there's only one greatest character and that's Chief Palpatine. So no, 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 no. We're, we're talking about this, this little guy right here. Oh, oh. <laughs> Bub. Oh wait, that's not Bub. It's Pelly Yum Yum. Salacious Crumb. Rum? You mean Rum? Yeah, yeah, Crumb. Um, yeah. So he was uh, he was a goofy little character. I like uh, it. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, I, I know. Too. I know he gets ragged on. I, I know there's some creatures in this movie that gets ragged on, but I, I. I I dig him. I, I think he's hilarious. That laugh was just yeah. amazing. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, wow, that, that's, you know, that's pretty cool. And, you know, uh, the way that he was taking apart 3PO, I mean, it was just, I mean, you know, for, for a little monkey lizard, he, he, he was amazing. I, I love that character. <laughs> it's just kind of added to that whole Jabba scene, you know? It yeah. Just, it, yeah. It, it, you know, it made it 
it's kind of funny, but also a little uncomfortable in a way, you know, with the laughing going on. It was, I, I thought it was perfect. I, I, I really enjoyed Salacious Crumb. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And, and I gotta say, uh, one of the more disturbing uh, camera shots in The Mandalorian was, was the monkey lizard getting, uh, <laughs> yeah. having to watch his, watch his friend get, uh, get cooked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh no! Um, yeah, <laughs> monkey lizards. Um, who else did we get that was new to this film? Uh, Bib Fortuna. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, you know we got another preview of uh, here recently. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We watched him get his head blasted off. Uh, <laughs> let me yeah. think. Uh, well, you know, all, all of the Ewoks obviously were new. To this uh to this movie yeah yeah um, um oh let's see uh need up was uh was another one that we had that, that is right yeah can't forget him the the soliston yeah uh admiral akbar i was gonna say akbar was in oh uh, yeah that was a that was a, that was a great character yep, yep. um yeah, um, man. Um, I mean, there were a lot from the uh, from Jabba's palace, just kind of the uh, the one off characters that didn't really have names. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was the first time that we, I can remember, that we got to see a weak way. Um, he was on the uh, the skiff. Skiff, yeah. Um, uh, okay. Okay. Um, and we all know that the the weak way is the uh, the species of uh, the, the best Star Wars character, uh, Hondo Anaka. Uh, uh, well, I mean, <laughs> you are correct uh, about the species. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, best character <laughs> is still up for grabs, I would say. But um, um, gotta love hey. Hondo. Not only that, we got to see the most feared, uh, the uh, the most decorated uh, bounty hunter uh, get beat by a blind guy with a boat paddle. So I mean, that's always that, that was always fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. well, yay for thirty seconds of screen time, but you know, hey, it's all right. Yeah. You made the most of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Now look at uh, him. <laughs> oh, oh, how can we forget the band? The band from Jabba's Palace. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Max Rebo. Max Rebo. Yeah. That was, uh, that was definitely a... Now, I have to say that was one scene that I liked in the original better than the special edition. Yeah. I would say of any special edition scene, even the Han scene... The whole, the whole um, dance routine thing in Return of the Jedi is one I could do without. That's like yeah. the only special edition scene that I will that I will sit here and say that I could do without is that one. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the the original uh, band scene in Jabba's palace was great. Uh, oh, Return of the Jedi also gave us the Rancor. Yeah, can't forget the Rancor. Um, 
Yeah. Um, I'm I'm drawing a blank on any any new characters. Right. Uh, well, let's talk about some old characters. Okay. Uh, let's uh, uh, let's start off with Luke. We get to see Luke, and um, I, I I don't know. It's uh, it's definitely it, it's a different Luke than what we saw in the first two. Yeah. Uh, it seems like the innocence that he had, uh, even in Empire, was is gone. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah. He he is in control. Uh, and he's not going to let anything stand in his way. Uh, he's prepared for this, uh, and he's ready to face any challenge. Um, what really got me uh, was, as Megan said in the chat, was uh, the first thing that we see Luke do after he walks in is starts to use the force choke on the Gamorrean guards. Yeah. And he's all in black. My first thought, when, especially when I was a kid, was like, oh, no, he's now a bad guy. Yeah. You know, because the only other person we saw use the force choke, which, there, I mean, there weren't too many, but, you know, was Vader, dressed yeah. in all black, and he's choking people out. And, you know, here we see Luke. We know that it's his son now, and he's dressed in all black, and he's choking out some guards. So I was like, what is going on? I, I you know, I, I couldn't believe it. And so, yeah, I had to learn a little bit of patience and, uh, and wait and see what, what how the story unfolded. Um, uh, you know, and then of course he, uh, has the big battle with, uh, with Vader and the emperor. And, uh, we get to see which side of the forest prevails. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. What did you guys think of uh, Luke's uh, storyline for this movie? I mean, for me, this is kind of one of the first time I saw what it meant to be a Jedi. You know, <laughs> you know, we had you know Ben Kenobi, but you know, he didn't. You know, beyond doing some of those, you know, pretty basic lessons and you know things like that, and of course he made the sacrifice. But I mean, to see how Luke is approaching these situations, especially towards the end with the emperor and, um, yeah, you know, making that entrance into Jabba's palace, even, you know, force choke aside, all that stuff. That's, that's kind of the first introduction to, you know, you know, what I would think of as, you know, a Jedi, you know, mm -hmm. and that, that's, uh, that really stuck out to me. That really, that really made an impact on me that I think, and, 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 you know, what I, what I think of those types of characters nowadays. So, yeah. yeah, Steve. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really think that he turned into a bad guy in that scene, but I did find it a little odd that he was using the force choke. Um, at that point, I, I don't think he was a fully, obviously, he wasn't a fully matured Jedi yet. Right. And I get the impression that he did it, not knowing that that was a dark side power. Uh, he just kind of learned how to do it, and uh, it didn't really dawn on him. He was drawn from the dark side. Um, but uh, as a whole, as a whole in the movie, 
uh, he began to, even the, the little amount of time that the movie takes place, he did mature quite a bit from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the, of course, the, the best thing about his story arc in this movie is that he, he gets to see, uh, he gets to come face to face with his real father. Yeah. You know, and that was, uh, that gave you quite the, quite the feeling. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, uh, yeah, definitely a, a great character arc. Um, you know, we, we got to see, um, see his, uh, his growth and maturity, which was, uh, pretty cool. Um, I was reading somewhere, uh, that, uh, Lucas had said that the first trilogy was, uh, or uh, the prequels were going to be about the father. The second were about, uh, the son. And then the third was supposed to have been about, uh, the daughter. But, uh, so, you know, I was glad to, we got that, we got to see that journey of, uh, of his, um, not only that, I mean, there's so many other characters that grew in this series uh mm-hmm. it, it absolutely uh fantastic um i i think the uh, to me the only one that really didn't change uh was leia uh she started off strong and she ended you know return of the jedi strong and we really never saw her uh, out of that position and you know she would either take charge or do whatever it took to uh, to get everyone out of whatever jam that they were in. So that's true about her, but you got to admit, no, <laughs> oh, he clicked. It is not true. <laughs> no. um, it was just a tiny. Oh, um, yeah, he, he's gonna freeze. But yeah. um, no, yeah. I'm oh, okay. There you go. Uh, so uh, we got uh, you know admit. So what? We didn't get the the last part of your. Oh, oh, I was gonna say she was strong throughout the series, but there was a little hint of vulnerability when she finds out that uh, Luke is her brother. Yeah. Um, Yeah, just I, just I, a, just a slight dropping of her guard, I guess you could say. And yeah, and I can see that. And uh, coming from that situation where um, she knew there was something about him, some sort of familiarity mm-hmm. uh, to him, uh, and then to have and. I don't know if it was that or, you know, even his, you know, his questions about, you know, do you remember your mother? And, you know, and that kind of caught her off guard and got her reflective. And to think that her whole family uh, that she's known were gone, uh, you know, when Alderaan blew up. You know, now she's finally realizes, hey, 
you know, I, my family still hasn't, uh, they're, they're not completely gone. I still have family left. So yeah. uh, that would probably make uh, just about anybody weak in the knees and with, uh, uh, with hope and excitement. You know? Sure, yeah. I don't know. Adam, thoughts on Leia? I mean, um, I'm 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 kind of I'm kind of with you, DJ on Leia. I mean, I have a little bit of issues with you know her. She seems a little bit more powerless at the beginning of this movie, but then she kind of you know steps in into her own uh, later on. But um, and I I remember seeing something with Carrie talking about her uh, her role in this movie, uh, you know, especially you know kind of. You know, being in chains to begin with and, you know, being a little bit more passive than she usually is, you know, kind of that, some of that feistiness is gone at the beginning. So that type of stuff doesn't really, like, I, I don't love that part of her character in this movie, but, you know, I, I think, I think when you kind of get up to about, you know, you're talking about the, about the Ewok scene, that, that about the Endor scene, that's kind of about, I think, where it, starts to kick into gear for me you know she's yeah you know she's back it's suit, suiting up and you know on the speeder bikes and that type of stuff and then that's that that's more you know vintage leia for me so yeah well i i mean i know that uh, you know i rather liked the uh, the beginning part and especially as a uh, you know nine-year-old boy and, uh, <laughs> well I mean, that but yeah yeah uh <laughs> You know, it, but when I think about it, you know, later, it's like, well, you know, why did she go along with that? And uh, I, I don't know. I can almost picture Luke telling her just, you know, hey, if you can't get Han out your way, uh, you know, dressed as the bounty hunter, I'll, you know, I'll be there shortly. Do whatever you have to do to not rock the boat until I get there. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. Um, we, we don't, we haven't seen that side of the story. So, uh, but I could see that as being a, uh, an explanation for it. She has to do what she's got to do until, uh, she can figure out a way out of that situation or Luke comes in to help her. Dave. Did he freeze again? Yep, I think he froze again. All right, he froze again. All right, so, uh, but, um, know, oh, there he is. He's back. Jeez, what is going on? I thought the storm was over. <laughs> oh, I gotta love it. Um, okay, so, uh, what was the question? Oh, we're just talking about Leia and her. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. Um,. I mean, like, like I said, I, I agree with it, that she was pretty strong. And now, now, as far as starting off week, I, uh, I'm not sure I agree with that. She comes in as a uh, bounty hunter, uh, wash, um, and is, is pretty cool. You know, when that, that first appears, that's a pretty cool character. Then you find out it's Leia, and it's like, damn, that's that's pretty tight. Uh, but then, that, yeah, was, she, that was very cool. Yeah. yeah. But then, yeah, she gets uh, put in chains and because uh, becomes slave girl Leia and 
That, uh, to me, that was a little out of character for her. Uh, but uh, a very large part of me um, has this, this idea that that was part of the plan. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Nicole says um, I was frozen in carbonite. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about uh, what about Han's arc in this one? Uh, you know, we uh, he in New Hope he's uh, he's brash and so confident in himself. Uh, you know, uh, even in uh, Empire he still has that uh, that cockiness uh, about him. Uh, he's so you know so sure uh, about what he's doing. Um, but we kind of start to see a few, uh, chinks in his armor. Um, and, uh, then we get to this one and we see him at his most vulnerable. Uh, now he's been in the carbonite. He's, uh, like Steve, uh, and he's frozen. And, uh, even when he's released, he has, you know, the hibernation sickness, and he can't can't see what's really going on, and yeah. he has to rely on uh, on everyone, and he's really thrown for a loop, um, you know. And you know, even uh, to me, it never really seemed like he ever gained back that uh, that brashness uh, that he had. He was more of a team player. Um, and, uh, you know, was able to rely on others and not just himself, uh, or Chewbacca. Um, uh, yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way about Han. I was going to say he, he still kind of kept that cockiness to him, uh, throughout the movie, but as a whole, other than, you know, him taking out Boba Fett, uh, taking him out. Um, he didn't have a. He didn't have very many strong scenes. Yeah. Um, he was. I, I wouldn't go far so far as to say he was just part of the background. Uh, but the story he didn't take. He didn't seem to take any kind of center stage in this movie. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was. I, I feel. I, I was. I look at him as pretty important on the Battle of Endor. You know, on the ground. Um, you know, that's mm. kind of his. That's kind of his thing there. And then you know, the big, the big thing has to be. You know, what happens between Luke and Vader and Palpatine, and so that's that has to take a huge center stage. You know, to wrap that whole thing up. Um, yeah, I guess. I just. I don't know. Okay. We just. It just seems like we missed a lot of Han in this movie. What uh, what it reminded me of, and it took a few times for me to kind of to get to this line of thought. To me, uh, this was the most Indiana Jones of the Han Solo. He he acted just like he did in Indiana Jones. 
the way that he thought up ideas, the way that he talked to people, and the it, just his overall mannerisms. You know, when he was on Endor, it just it reminded me a lot of the Indiana Jones that we get in Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, which to me it, it, I thought that was pretty cool to see how that they, uh, you know, they transferred identities uh, over. Uh, I remember reading an article where they said that uh, George Lucas was trying to explain the idea of. Uh, uh, of Han Solo to Harrison Ford. And, uh, you know, he gave him the example of, uh, you know, this, uh, you know, like a treasure hunter or a scoundrel kind of guy. And uh, then came up with the idea for the Indiana Jones. If you were to have a Han Solo in a modern world, you know, or semi-modern world, what would it look like? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and then of course he played the role, uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what about what about Vader? Um, you know, the the biggest thing, of course, is you see the uh, you know redemption of the Anakin Skywalker character when he when he saves his son by killing while well, killing. By pretending to kill the emperor, or, or thinking he killed the emperor, uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, well, yeah, as a as a as a whole, I think there was uh, kind of a slow but certain uh, crawl toward the light. Uh, that you know, there were just subtle hints of throughout the movie. Yeah, um, and you know that kind of even goes back to Empire uh, mm -hmm. when he when Vader reveals his plan and his plan wasn't you know, you know to you know just do away with Luke. It was you know hey you and I together can rule this galaxy, and uh, you know if you just accept that you know you're my son and and you know uh, I'll finish your training and you know we'll we'll take over. And all the way up until, you know, uh, the scene on Endor when they finally meet up again, you know, you really don't get, you know, a, a resolution to that. You know, is the plan still, you know, hey, you know, you're my son, you know, I'm going to, you know, throw the emperor over and then is he going to be able to you know, uh, him and Luke take over the galaxy. I mean, we really didn't know until the very end on what was going to happen on that. But, um, you know, we, we had hope and, you know, Luke kind of sets the groundwork for it and, you know, that there's still good in him. I can feel it. And it's like, eh, well, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. But, yeah, it's a, it, it was a great arc. And uh, we really don't feel the whole conclusion until we see the prequels. Yeah. And then we right. actually understand what the character has gone through yeah. to get yeah. to that point. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, do you, what do you guys think? Um, 
So I, I, I personally love kind of those little cracks in the facade that you start to see in this movie with, with Vader, you know, yeah. it's, it's, you know, Star Wars for me is always about the redemption story. And that's kind of, you know, that's kind of comes from this, you know, kind of comes from this movie for me. Yeah. Um, you know, because really kind of, for me, it, it, it kind of, everything led up to that, to that moment, you know, um, Vader was, you know, in, in a new hope Vader's is hardly that character. You think, you know, you're going to see redeemed at the end of this. It seems like, you know, he's one of cinema's greatest bad guys. And then at the end, you know, he, he's not that, you know, he's, he's, uh, someone that's been deceived and is broken and, you know, he kind of finds his way back to, to the light. And, you know, for me, that was a pretty powerful part of this movie. I, I love that part of this movie. Yeah. My favorite part of this movie is, you know, easily, you know, that, that last, those last scenes, that last fight. Um, but I, 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 I absolutely love that redemption side of this of the story around Vader. For sure, yeah. And I, I'll tell you something else that really sells that is the music that goes that along. That music, with it. that yeah, I that, that yeah, that throne room score is just a with that, yeah with the, yep with that choir in the back. Oh my gosh, that choir! It, the whole thing when you know with the choir and the and the darkness of that music and it's just. To chills every single time that that's on straight full body chills you know yeah yeah, yeah absolutely so I guess that brings us to uh, the greatest character in all of Star Wars Wicket <laughs> shame on you <laughs> we already talked about Salacious Crumb uh, I know, I know. Uh, but yeah, um, the puppet master himself, uh, you know, Palpatine, uh, just, just from the, uh, the first scene where he gets off of the Lambda class shuttle and the, he's got the might of the empire, you know, standing in formation Vader is there kneeling down and you see this old guy <laughs> that's walking with a cane and you're like what is, who is this and what I, I, I don't uh, it why looked better than that whole monkey thing that was in <laughs> five though <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh but you know it's like you know and then you start to see and understand and then by the end you know that uh you know the power that uh, that this guy actually has uh yeah, yeah. and the the amount of sway that he has over uh vader uh is uh dang near absolute um you know, of course, we find out later that, you know, that's all by design and uh, how much of a puppet master this guy really is. But just even the banter that between him and Luke in that throne scene, you know, uh, is just 
uh, was phenomenal. You know, uh, you know when they're talking about, uh, you know, uh, you know, you're. Uh, I, I can't remember the exact words, but uh, your devotion to this, uh, you know, space station or whatever, it, it, you know, is your weakness. And Palpatine shoots back, your faith in your friends is yours. And it's your just overconfidence is your weakness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And yeah. And, uh, you know, your faith in your friends is yours. And you're like, wow. All right. And, you know, this guy means business. And, then you see him throw down with some force lightning and it's like, Oh, well, okay. Now, now we know why he's, uh, he's in charge because he can do that. And yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, to me, he, he was the most intriguing character of, uh, of all the series up to date. Um, you know, we get to, uh, you know, learn more a lot more in the prequels on who he is and uh and why he is and how much he's set into motion uh and then we get to see him get blown up in a mine shaft or a reactor shaft yeah thoughts on the emperor um most of mine would probably just echo yours. I mean, he starts off, you know, we finally get to see him in all his glory and he's like this decrepit old man uh and then you know that throne room scene we 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 get to see uh we get to see force lightning uh i'm pretty sure for the first time uh if i'm remembering correctly i don't think we had seen it before then so it's just like holy hell you know he ain't no decrepit old man yeah um yeah and then you know it just just kind of uh you, you figure uh you know somebody's gonna die in this room and uh it turns out that everybody but luke (laughs) yeah yeah um i'll just take a second here to mention ian (laughs) mcdermott because you talk about a mainstay you know that kind of got his start in this movie that's uh uh that's kind of big i think for return of the jedi i mean yeah yeah yeah, how much more out of uh, Ian McDermott over the next you know forty some years? So it's uh, pretty big. Definitely, yeah. yeah he uh, they definitely definitely put their uh, their faith in that actor. I mean, he yeah, he's done a lot. And he wasn't uh, even their first choice for that. You know, he was kind of you know the backup. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. You know, just kind of cool how some of those things work out sometimes. Yeah, it's uh, he was a perfect fit. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and how uh, how much of an impact did he have? Well, just go back to celebration when they did the when they did the were about to do the clip, and you know, and then you know, and then he came out and with two words, just uh, or three words, I guess, when he said "roll it again," yeah, and you know, it just brought the the crowd to a cheer. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty substantial. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty amazing. Yep. Um, I think that's all we've got for characters. Uh, what's next on the docket? Uh, normally we talk about likes and dislikes, but I think we already talked about most of those too. What about what are some of your favorite scenes? Um, 
or or if you had to pick one uh, moment in the, in the uh, movie, what would be your favorite, uh, Adam? I mean, we kind of we kind of mentioned it a little bit, but um, right at you know right after Vader threatens Leia, and that kind of brings out the the worst in Luke, and you know that music kicks in, and yeah. you know you have. You know, you have that you have that shot kind of facing the window with you know them going at it with the lightsabers. That is beyond shadow of a doubt my favorite Star Wars moment <laughs> in any Star Wars movie. I love that moment. So that's my that's my one moment in any Star Wars movie that is my absolute favorite. So okay, um, I think I think mine would be uh, right toward the end when uh, when Darth picks up. Emperor and throws them down the shaft. Um, a lot of it had to do one one thing I can remember from you know way back when when I first saw the movie is the amount of applause that happened in the audience when that happened. <laughs> it was just amazing. It was like wow, it got really loud in here all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, if I were to pick just one, uh, I think I'd have to go with Adam. Uh, when Vader says, you know, your sister, you know, uh, Obi-Wan was wise to hide her from me. If you yeah. won't join me, perhaps she will. And when he, when Luke screams out, no, and that cracks open the lightsaber. Yep. And just, I mean, and the, the score goes wild. Yeah, that's and, a, yeah. Yeah, it, I'm actually I, getting chills right now just thinking about that music. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to listen to it after this, and you know, it, it's such a great moment, and in uh, the way that it ends when the hand is chopped off and Luke realizes how much they are alike, and then is able to control himself. And to throw down that lightsaber, you know, it's like, wow, all right, you know, this is, you know, business just picked up and it's good. Yeah. Um, so do we have any closing thoughts about the film? Um, Uh, my closing thoughts, I feel like I have to kind of go watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, it's uh, it, it's such a uh, it's it, it's the movie that I've watched the most out of all of them. Same uh, at any point, uh, regardless of my mood, uh, whether it's good or you know or not so good. Uh, I could throw it on and watch it, and it gets me into the right headspace. Yeah, cool. no, yeah, I, I'm with you there. If, you know, people talk about comfort movies, and I think if Star Wars has a comfort movie for me, it's probably this one. You know, that's good. Cool. All right, so that was our uh, retrospective of Return of the Jedi. Um, when we come back from our final music break, uh, you folks in the chat, get your questions ready for us. 
Uh, so we can just have a free for all Q and A question, uh, Q and A session. Um, doesn't have to be about Return of the Jedi. Uh, doesn't even have to be about Star Wars. Let's just uh, let's just get those questions out there, and we will answer them. Uh, so for our last musical break, this comes from a band, uh, another California band called Chaser. Uh, they just released a brand new album uh, just this past Friday uh, called Dreamers. And this is, I believe, the first single from the album. Uh, and it is called A New Direction. The water's rising, debts are unpaid We're left to clean the messes you've made And the corporate's clear The aftermath is near Society is coming unglued We're taking time bombs long overdue And we failed for years It fell upon deaf ears now And you can bet your ass it's coming Better head for the hills, stop running now Set a course for a new direction Welcome to the Cards with shattered windows Plot is rigged about to implode And it's all for free It's modern slavery Starving on homegrown dilemmas Feed the wolves their own agendas And it's all in vain The ones you cannot save now You can bet your ass it's coming Better head for the hills, stop running now Set a course for a new direction Welcome to the resurrection Take the reins, this is your tomorrow Be the change, be the one we follow now Hopeful up, hit it head on your fight We are in for one hell of a ride And as the day turns into night It gives us one last hope That in the morning we arise Get down from that rope You have a purpose in this life On a road you get to pay You've got something to say This is the resurrection You've set a new direction Despite our best intentions We are the ones you cannot Direction by Chaser. Brand new song from those guys. There you go. 
All right. So we asked for your questions, and um, they seem very one-sided uh, one here. Uh, so the first question comes from Megan. Uh, list in order of bat craziness, Cam, Chuck, and Bub. Um, I, I'm at a loss because I know who Cam is. I don't know who these other folks are. They're alter egos of Cam. <laughs> oh, well, um, hmm. Okay. Cam and his uh, Yeah. I'll, I'll have to say uh, Bub is the craziness, Chuck is the next crazy, and Cam, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to go with you guys may have to, to, that, to win that one for me. No, that that's, that's sounds about right to me. I, I might... <laughs> I might, put, oh. I might put Chuck crazier and then Bub, but yeah, that sounds about right to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good to yeah. Me. probably Chuck, Bub, and Cam as far as the list goes. There you go. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, if we were uh, to be stuck in the elevator, who would we least like to be stuck in the elevator with? Again, choices are Cam, Chuck, or Bub. Um. Well, for me, um, uh, probably Bub, because he strikes me as the type that could think that he could fix it, and next thing you know, you'd uh, be on the uh, ground level and uh, smashed into a, in a bunch of bits. Uh, Chuck, I could probably, I mean, he normally has a bottle on him, so, you know, we could wait it out. And Cam, we probably just would sing songs or, whatever and uh, <laughs> talk, talk music so uh yeah out of those three i would say for me uh bub <laughs> okay um, um what do we got next uh batu aside where would be your next stop in disneyland Ooh. um if, if we're saying just Disneyland Park, then I'd probably do... Um, I'd probably do Tomorrowland, I think. That's that's what I was uh, thinking out uh, on. Um, you know, uh, Space Mountain, uh, Tomorrowland uh, is a good one. Yeah. Um, New yeah. Orleans Square would probably be next for me. Yeah. Just, um, actually, you know what? I'll put New Orleans Square first just because there isn't really that in, in Disney World. So I, I would do New Orleans Square first. Haunted Mansion, the uh, Pirates mm -hmm. of the Caribbean rides right there. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, wow. I, you know, other than... Other than Star Wars, I, I've got to... I'm, I'm actually reading through a list of their attractions. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking I if this is still a thing, I think I wouldn't mind doing the Davy Crockett Explorer Canoes. Uh, uh, Frontierland. Okay. Yeah, that, that would be... Uh, that would be interesting. I could... I could I could see myself enjoying that. If we throw California Adventure into this, then I'd probably want to see Avengers Campus. 
Oh yeah. Ooh, yeah. that'd be good. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, next question: Will you be in Illinois for Scarif Live Con? I want July to. July 10th. I want to. Yes. I I would like to. Um, it's still up in the air, uh, depending on a few things. Um, one, I have to see how everyone's feeling after our uh, universal trip um, at the end of May, 1st of June, um, and see if we can recoup a little bit to, uh, you know, maybe uh, me and my wife can go up to ScarifCon. Um Mm-hmm. But I know she has some Mary Kay events around that time too, so oh, yeah. hopefully. But we'll see how that how that works out. I, I also would really like to. Um, my, my band actually has a road trip in June, so I don't know if I personally would be ready for another trip. But maybe if if I could uh, uh, get a hold of somebody ahead of time and and book us a show in uh the chicago area up oh, he froze All right. yep so, yeah, yeah i'll just that weekend oh here i am again there you go <laughs> Jeez. okay um yeah i'll just add that i mean i, I would that it, it's only like six six or eight hour drive for me so it would be very doable it just depends on some stuff that, that i'm yeah, I'm finishing up right now. That's all. So if I can get through that and everything is hunky dory, then yeah, I'll, I'd love to come out. Yeah, it's only about twelve hour drive for me, so it's not yeah. terrible. Uh, um, let's see, who is your least favorite Star Wars character? Hmm. Eh, DJ. Uh, well, I'm sorry, DJ, but DJ. <laughs> right from from uh, Last Jedi. Oh, oh, man. Uh, least favorite. That is a rough one. That uh, that was harder than the uh, than the cam questions. Um, <laughs> Not for me. I I have that one pretty well locked down. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh. Oh man, uh, that's tough. Wow. Um, least favorite. Least favorite Star Wars character. Uh, Hux. Okay. Yeah, I can go along with that one. Yeah, I wasn't. A, no, I'll tell you what. No, mine is is close. But I have to go with Snoke. Snoke was, yeah. uh, after all okay. is said and done, he was kind of a waste of our time. A little bit, yeah. Can't uh, can't argue with you there. Yeah. Uh, what's the next question? Um, um, favorite land in Epcot? I have no idea. Uh Epcot is actually my favorite park. Um, yeah. I love Epcot. If I had to bring it down to one. See, I, I am such a loss. I've never even been to either one of these places. 
I mean, I've uh, been to theme parks, but I've never been to either one of the Disney theme. See, the uh, it's been so long since I've been to Epcot. Uh, the big thing in Epcot at the time was they had Star Tours there, um, and uh, I don't know if it's still there or not, or if they no, the Star Tours was at Hollywood Studios. Was they it? Had, yeah, they had some other motion rides at Epcot like that, the same type of thing. Huh. Um, I mean, I was what sixteen when I went. So, I mean, that was you know, 20 years ago. So, um, yeah, it's hard to hard to remember everything about that I one. Th- I think if I had to pick one particular land in Epcot, it might... Oh, man, this is so hard. Um, I would bounce between... Japan and Mexico. I, I love Mexico. I love the temple in Mexico. You can kind of go inside and there's mm. this beautiful uh, it, it, it's really beautiful in there. It's kind of like a modeled after a, you know, a, a Mexican night in like a courtyard type thing. So there's a Mexican restaurant there that's kind of by a, a river that also functions as the boat ride for the um, I'm blanking on the name of it but it's kind of with the they use the three caballeros now as as the characters for for the ride there. Um, so I, I I love that that particular part of you know Mexico, and then Japan just has some really beautiful architecture and some really nice gardens, and uh, they usually have a, a pretty cool like walk through almost museum type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time I was there, it was all about. Uh, like cute culture, like Hello Kitty, and all the you know all the kind of anime-ish type things uh, kind of from Japan. Uh, before that, they had like a uh, like a walkthrough museum with like uh, Japanese toys and stuff, which was really cool. Uh, so it would for me it'd be between Mexico and Japan. Awesome. All right, let's see. Um, trying to see if we have other. Uh, uh, favorite classic Disney character, uh, Mickey, Goofy, etc. Classic is Mickey. For um, sure. Not classic is probably Darkwing Duck. I love Darkwing Duck. Oh, Darkwing is awesome. Yeah. I'd uh, I'd go with Donald. Donald, like Donald is Donald is up there too for me. I like yep. Donald. Yeah, I would have to say Donald. Yeah. Favorite Disney snack? Uh, uh, already talk- we already talked about mine a little bit, but mine's definitely uh, Dole Whip. Dole Whip. Oh, oh, from the parks. Okay, see you again. <laughs> Dole Whip. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Um, favorite nostalgic Disney show? Uh, I'm guessing what? you, Megan. I'm guessing you mean like TV show, or are you talking about park shows, or, or movies, either? or yeah, that's a little more criteria. Um, hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, if it's. TV, oh, TV show, show, TV show, okay. 
Uh, well, I mean, nostalgic for me is like 90s, so, you know, I already mentioned Darkwing Duck, but that's one for me. Gargoyles is the other one for me. Oh, um, my favorite was the Saturday night, Saturday night movie that they did on ABC. Mm, yeah. Uh, they always had, uh, it was, uh, in the, if the wonderful you know, world of Disney. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they had a Mickey Mouse Club uh, portion at the very beginning to open it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then about halfway through, they had uh, like a cartoon or something. And then they finished off the movie at the end. And it was the Mickey Mouse Club signing off. Uh, again, that was uh, late 70s, early 80s when, uh, when I did that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, uh, Phineas and Ferb. Phineas and Ferb is underrated as a show overall. I, it's really hilarious. Yeah. 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 It, I, it's, it's really well done <laughs> in their movies and stuff that they've done. They've done a Marvel one. They've done a star Wars one that they're all really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have to I have to put that one down. Uh let's see, what else? Um what else? That's all we have for questions. Um I think that can uh, we can call that a wrap. Um good show today. Uh any parting thoughts? Um well, before we uh, give any parting thoughts, uh, Adam, I want to thank you for coming on the show and talking. Thanks for uh, having me back. I appreciate it. Yeah, talking Star Wars with us. Uh, thanks to everybody in the chat that came and joined us. We had a packed house tonight. Um, some new faces as well. Um, and I, actually, we, we have no idea what we're going to be talking about next week, but I guess we'll figure it out over the course of the week. Um, you know, we have, we have the week after planned and the week after that planned, but nothing for next week. Um, we'll figure it out. Uh, DJ, you got any parting thoughts for us? Um, well, yeah, if, uh, you know, uh, any of you guys that are, uh, listening and then for those of us, uh, that are on here, um, we have a lot, and I mean a lot, of our Star Wars friends um, and uh, collaborators that we uh, talk with a lot uh, that are all going through a lot of rough stuff right now. Um, and so just, uh, just you know, keep your Star Wars friends in your thoughts. Send some positive th uh, vibes out there. Uh, prayers for uh, for everyone, uh, you know, uh, friends and content creators alike. Uh, you know, we, we all become family, uh, and I know a lot of us are hurting for various different reasons. Um, so yeah, just uh, give everyone a, a positive vibe, a positive thought, and a positive prayer. All right. Amen. So just uh, anything through the evening. Uh, hopefully we will see you next week and uh, whatever the content might be. 
And uh, thanks for joining us tonight. And uh, may the force be with you. May the force be with you. <laughs>